0: Hey nerds, my name is Will Wheaton and you are hearing me talk. It is Friday, the 24th of April, 2020. I mention that because what even are days anymore? Am I the only person who feels like every day is simultaneously Monday and Friday and that weekends don't exist? Being a stay-at-home writer, creator, whatever it is I do person during this uh, pandemic we are experiencing is so weird. Like yesterday, the days officially blurred together for me. I was talking to Anne about something and she uh, said, Oh yeah. You know, whoever did the thing. And I was like, yeah, what was that? Like, I don't know, like four or five days ago. And she goes, that was three weeks ago. So I got that going on, which is pretty great. Um, I have been making an effort to draw from a wide variety of authors, not as wide a variety of genres, just because I enjoy. Uh, early 19th century, sorry, early 20th century literature. I enjoy Victorian horror and uh, I enjoy mid 20th century science fiction. Um, I have been making an effort to reach uh, into Project Gutenberg and pull things out that are just a little varied, right? Like I want to experience um, some things that I might not experience um, on my own. And I'm hoping to share that discovery and that experience with you, the listener. However, I really loved The Tree of Life by C.L. Moore. Um, I think she is an amazing writer. So I looked her up to see if there was a very short piece that she had written. And as it turns out, in an issue of Fantastic Universe from January of 1957... She wrote a very short story. I wouldn't even call it a short story. I would almost call it a, a scene or a, a meditation. It's 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 gorgeous. It's called "Song in a Minor Key," and it's about that guy Northwest Smith who was in the Tree of Life. Who I guess is a character she wrote about a lot. Let me read you uh, one little thing here. This is uh, uh, like this is, I guess it's part of a description. Um, you know how like, they have the title and then they have a subtitle that tells you a little bit about the story? This is that. North, Northwest Smith is one of the great adventurers of science fiction, one of that group of cool gray-eyed men who roam the spaceways and provide much of the inspiration for the legends that are part of the folklore of space. Here is Northwest Smith in a rare moment of peace in a remarkable vignette published here by permission of the author. As it turns out, vignette is the word I was looking for. So this is beautiful. I absolutely loved it. I love um, not only the words and the language, but I loved the tune of this story. I want to acknowledge Greg Weeks, Stephen Blundell, and the online distributed distributed sorry and the online distributed proofreading team at pgdp.net they put this up on project gutenberg on april 10th of 2009 Uh, there will be a link to it in the uh, description of this but i hope that you enjoy it and uh if you have the uh the privilege of living in a world where the weekend is still a thing enjoy your weekend i'll see you next week everybody enjoy the story Song in a Minor Key by C. L. Moore Beneath him the clovered hill slope was warm in the sun. Northwest Smith moved his shoulders against the earth and closed his eyes, breathing so deeply that the gun holstered upon his chest drew tight against its strap as he drank the fragrance of earth and clover, warm in the sun. Here in the hollow of the hills, willow-shaded, pillowed upon clover in the lap of the earth, he let his breath run out in a long sigh and drew one palm across the grass in a caress like a lover's. He had been promising himself this moment for how long? How many months and years on alien worlds? He would not think of it now. He would not remember the dark spaceways or the red slag of Martian drylands or the pearl-gray days on Venus when he had dreamed of the earth that had outlawed him. So he lay, with his eyes closed and the sunlight drenching him through. No sound in his ears but the passage of a breeze through the grass and a creaking of some insect nearby. The violent, blood-smelling years behind him might never have been except for the gun pressed into his ribs between his chest and the clovered earth, he might be a boy again, years upon years ago, long before he had broken his first law or killed his first man. No one else alive now knew who that boy had been, not even the all-knowing patrol, not even the Venusian Jarl who had been his closest friend for so many riotous years. No one would ever know, now, not his name, which had not always been Smith, or his native land, or the home that had bred him, or the first violent deed that had sent him down the devious paths which led here, here to the clover hollow in the hills of an earth that had forbidden him ever to set foot again upon her soil. He unclasped the hands behind his head and rolled over to lay a scarred cheek on his arm smiling to himself. Well, here was earth beneath him. No longer a green star high in alien skies, but warm soil, new clover so near his face he could see all the little stems and trefoil leaves, moist earth, granular at their roots. An ant ran by with waving antennae close beside his cheek, He closed his eyes and drew another deep breath. Better not even look. Better to lie here like an animal, absorbing the sun and the feel of the earth, blindly, wordlessly. Now, he was not Northwest Smith, scarred outlaw of the spaceways. Now he was a boy again, with all his life before him. There would be a white-columned house just over the hill with shaded porches and white curtains blowing in the breeze and the sound of sweet, familiar voices indoors. There would be a girl with hair like poured honey hesitating just inside the door, lifting her eyes to him. Tears in the eyes. He lay very still, remembering. Curious how vividly it all came back though the house had been ashes for nearly twenty years, and the girl, the girl. He rolled over, violently opening his eyes, no use remembering her. There had been that fatal flaw in him from the very first he knew now. If he were the boy again, knowing all he knew today, still the flaw would be there, And sooner or later, the same thing must have happened that had happened 20 years ago. He had been born for a wilder age, when men took what they wanted and held what they could without respect for law. Obedience was not in him, and so. As vividly as on that day it happened, he felt the same old surge of anger and despair, 20 years old now. Felt the ray gun bucking hard against his unaccustomed fist. Heard the hiss of its deadly charge ravening into a, oh, I was doing a really good job on this, and that's the first mistake I made. As vividly as it was... I did it two times. <laughs> as vividly as on that day it happened... He felt the same old surge of anger and despair, twenty years old now. Felt the ray gun bucking hard against his unaccustomed fist. Heard the hiss of its deadly charge ravening into a face he hated. He could not be sorry, even now, for that first man he had killed. But, in the smoke of that killing, had gone up the columned house and the future he might have had. The boy himself, lost as Atlantis now, and the girl with the honey hair, and much, much else besides. It had to happen, he knew. Being the boy he was, it had to happen. Even if he could go back and start all over, the tale would be the same. It was all long past now, anyhow, and nobody remembered any more at all, except himself. A man would be a fool to lie here, thinking about it any longer. Smith grunted and sat up, shrugging the gun into place against his ribs.